TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Mum's the Word. This is Kaz Jaff and I've got an absolute treat in store for you this week. It was an absolute pleasure to have Katrina Zaslavsky on our show and uh, she's an inspired author of a book called A Modern Woman's Guide to a Natural Empowering Birth and a Voice for Women. She's a former public health professional who turned mum on a mission. She's making positive waves as the founder of Birth Goddess, part of the positive birth revolution and empowering women for motherhood. She does so much more and um, if you had take a look in the show notes this week, you'll see um, lots of things that she's doing lots of events and I invite you to do so. Um, it's a great episode. She's a local mum to me in Melbourne and um, yeah, lots of things uh, went through, going through my mind of things that we could do together. But really just for you this week, here's Katrina Zaslavsky. Good morning, Katrina. So excited to have you on. Could you please tell us all about yourself? Thanks so much for having me. So, you know, it's a, a big long story, but I'll try to cut it down to a, a decent size. Um, the more recent story is that I've become a, a, a mother of two beautiful children and um, so married with children. And um, what um, sort of led me on this whole pathway was having to overcome my extreme fears of childbirth. And I guess we have to sort of rewind right back to my childhood where, you know, I was already kind of on that natural path for forever, for most of my life. So it was really a given that I would go down that natural road for myself. Um, however, there was all this fear in the way, which I think is kind of a generational thing that I absorbed from my own mother. So even though she had a, um, you know, a, a natural experience with all three children, including myself, um, you know, there was fear there because, you know, we, it was sort of women's secret business um, in her time. So I think that there was a lot of fear for me to overcome and I didn't even know where it was coming from, but that's my, you know, my guess. But, um, you know, it, it sort of, I was on that natural path. Um, you know, I had a, I was working in public health. Then I decided to have um, children and it all kind of started and and there I was, pregnant, first-time mother, um, so excited to become a mother and yet so afraid at the same time. So that's where, um, you know, my journey into this whole motherhood thing kind of started and um, I had a big bridge to cross because, you know, there was a lot of fear there and um, and I did do that and I thought that I was doing it for myself and I became insanely um, interested in the process and almost obsessive um, in this whole, um, you know, quest to, to have this wonderful natural experience that I, I had always, you know, envisaged myself to have. And, um, and I did that and I thought I was doing it for myself, but it turns out I was doing it for women all over the world, which is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Well, what we really wanted to talk today, of course, was exploring the myths about natural birth. So I'm sure, I'm sure that was something that you were able to break through and um, in, your, in your own experience. I want to hear more about the births. 
so my birth experiences, um, you know, they were both very different experiences, but both what I would call natural, drug-free, and both very empowering in different ways. Um, so, um, you know, the first one, um, you know, I did a lot of preparation because, of course, that was the first time and there was the big fear of the unknown. And um, so it was the first time during that pregnancy that I re- really allowed myself to take care of myself on the highest level and doing all those things I had always said I should do. Like, you know, I should walk every day in nature. I should do uh, yoga. I should meditate. Well, finally, I was actually doing all those shoulds, which was fantastic because now it wasn't just about me, but it was about this beautiful baby that was coming into the world. So I had the perfect reason. But of course, now I've changed my whole mindset around all of that. And now, you know, I don't see it as, you know, a, a self-care as selfish anymore. It's really essential. But that's a whole, you know, that's a whole road that I've walked since then. Um, but back then, that was big for me to really do it, you know. And I remember you know, doing these beautiful big walks and, and connecting to nature and my baby and and same with the yoga and everything. And, and one thing that was really cool was I realized that if I could get myself to this really calm place and I did that through things like this, you know, meditation and visualizations that I did every day, that I could sort of get myself to a really deep space of in a calm that I hadn't ever experienced before. And, you know, and that was something I could take in with me uh, for the labor. And I was fortunate to, um, you know, discover an independent birth class based on the hypnobirthing principles. And, and it really opened my mind to a whole new world. I think that was a big um, shifting point for me. And it really inspired me. And I remember watching these videos of, you know, there was someone who was giving birth, you know, in the Black Sea or somewhere and somewhere in the wild. And that was really out there for me. I had never seen anything like it. It was so different. And there was another image of a woman who was yeah, that's right. And there was another, you know, video that I watched of this woman. I couldn't work out is she meditating or is she in labor because she looked so calm. She wasn't shouting, she wasn't clawing her husband. She was so serene and she was barely making any she wasn't making any sound barely at all. She was just breathing, you know, and she had her eyes closed and I went, "Wow. I didn't know it could be like that." So, you know, people don't tell you this stuff and um Unfortunately, there's too many horror stories and and not enough people sharing, um, you know, tales of, you know, it can be positive, it can be powerful, um, it can be calm. Who knew, you know, and, and that was big. And also reading other people's stories, I found that reading, you know, inspiring birth stories was just fantastic. It really gave you know, me a, a new possibility of, of you know, how wonderful it could be. And, and these are the stories that are not really being told or, or they weren't told before so much. And, you know, obviously I'm part of changing that now. But, um, 
you know, it was really amazing just hearing other people's stories. I think that, you know, the art of storytelling is something, you know, quite underrated. We can learn a lot from other women's experiences, you know. It's like living many lives and sort of learning in between the lines. There's a lot to learn. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how it was always done, wasn't it? You know, it was really, exactly. you know, the grandparents passed down and maybe they went off and it was really the birth was something that the whole family was involved in, at least in the women's business, shall I say. And, and yeah. in recent times, it's more let's shut it away and, you know, allow the media to, you know, to show us what it is. But really, that's not what it is. And of course, as I've mentioned on, on many previous episodes, that doesn't sell too many shows, you know, a serene, no. calmful birth. So, I mean, I'd really love to hear from you um, if there's one thing that you could shout from the rooftops that you'd want every new mother to be, um, to hear, what would it be? What's really the truth about real birth? I think the real truth is that when birth is no, long, no longer feared, numbed, or endured, it can be the most positive and powerful and transformative experience that we'll ever have in our lifetime. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's not, not a um, small statement, but that's, that was my experience and, and I hope that it will be the experience of the listeners Absolutely. Um, One of my inspirations for doing this podcast is that people need to know this. And um, I too am very blessed to have two amazing home, drug-free water births and and the empowerment and the the inner strength that I gained knowing that I could do that um, and that I take with me forever. And not only for me, but also to know that I brought my children into the world in a very stress-free environment, which I see in my work um, is is huge. Um, It's not just about us and our empowerment, but actually giving them an amazing start. Um, Of course, I want to share that with everyone. And and it is possible. and, And as I've mentioned to my clients daily, there's nothing in my body that I have that they don't that they don't have. Exactly, you know, we're made up and of that, the same. Yeah, that's it. And and that sort of brings me to, I guess, you know, my experience when I was so high from my birth experiences that I felt like I wanted to shout from the rooftops. I felt like nobody was listening, or they just couldn't handle it because it was not really. Um, it's almost like it wasn't politically correct to say that you had a positive experience because you had to be in with the crowd. You had to say, oh, you think you had a bad experience? Let me tell you about mine. And it was like a, almost like women were bonding over who had the the longest, most painful, most traumatic experience. And, and of course, I didn't really fit in with that mould. And, and, you know, it sort of alienated me a little bit from my mother's group, I think, that I didn't really fit in. But I didn't really want to fit in either. I really expected – I was a bit surprised, I have to say, because when I was so high and I just had this thing that was gushing, like I just wanted to share because I thought that they wanted to know and they would say, well – you know, how did you do it? And, you know, and tell me. And, you know, I expected this whole other reaction. And when that didn't happen, it sort of made me shut down a little bit and and go into my shell. And, and it was like the more I shared, the less I wanted to share. And that's unfortunate because then it perpetuates that whole um, birth fear epidemic that's happening right now where if you've had a bad experience, go for it, tell everybody. But if you've had a good one, keep it to yourself because someone else might think that, you're making them less, that you're bragging or something along those lines. And that wasn't my intention at all. No, of course not. Of course not. You know, that's that's sort of how it felt at the time. I was, you know, it seemed like everyone else had a very different experience and that was, it it was a bit bit of a shock to me. Um, 
So I guess that I was fueled by this um, this wow factor of, you know, wanting to shout from the rooftop that, wow, I did this thing that, you know, to me was, you know, it wasn't impossible, but it's like when you've done it for the first time, it's almost like, you know, your first woman on the moon or something, or you've climbed this big Mount Everest. It, it was a big deal for me, even though it is so normal and natural and people doing this every day, for me, it was a big deal. And I, and I, and I, I did feel pr- pride and I did feel really good about that. Um, so I did want to share, you know, that was my biggest thing. And at the same time, I was also um, deeply affected by someone very close to me who did have, you know, two very traumatic experiences and two what I call unnecessarians um, that should never have happened. And that was very difficult for me to witness at the time. Um, so, you know, it, it was kind of watching someone give their power away. And that was the kind of the negative fuel for me later down the track. And I didn't even know that I was going into that area, but that would kind of plant the seed later for what I'm doing right now. So, um, it's very interesting, isn't it? That it was just like the the super positive that wow, it can be like this, and why didn't anyone tell me? Together with the the, geez, you know, how, how can that happen? You know, it's almost the, a bit yeah. of tall poppy syndrome. We want you to be successful, but not too successful because it might yes. rain on our parade a little. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I sort of so. see what you mean. Yeah. And 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 does natural birth have to be painful? You know what. I, if you had asked me this before I had given birth, I would have expected that it would have to be painful because that's what we're told. You know, the media feeds us only one side of the story, um, that it has to be something that you have to suffer, that you have to endure, that, you know, and that whole drama factor. And it, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, I have experienced what I call pain-free birth. And meanwhile, um, my colleague who I'll be running a workshop with uh, shortly, she was one of the first women I ever met who had an orgasmic birth. So that's like a whole different world that I know nothing about, but I now know that's possible. And I've since met many women who have come out of the closet, so to speak, and said, you know what, you know, it, it wasn't just pain-free, it was actually pleasurable and it's like, wow, you really don't hear about that, do you? So um, we're starting to now, the media is starting to come out with articles and things now. And so, you know, we live in the information age. We're very lucky. So we hear all sorts of things. But, you know, back then that was a big deal. And when I did the course, this um, independent course, one of the key things that was a real um you know, shifting point was learning about a guy called Dr. Reed and something called the fear, tension, pain cycle. And I found it so fascinating that it was possible to either minimize the pain or not have any pain at all if we could just deal with the the fear and and keep really calm so we don't have that tension in our body and how it all kind of follows so that, you know, we can actually make the experience bigger, like we can make it more painful or we can make it less painful depending on how we think about it, how we, um, what conditions that we create around us um, and, and what sta- I guess what state we're in is so, so important. So um, 
rather than, you know, focusing on pain as the big monster, we need to go back to the fear and really address that instead. Mm-hmm. And when you, you kind of cure the fear, then you've sort of cured the pain, so to speak. I think one of the things there is also the unknown. It's a new sensation. You know, yes. so it's it's we're judging it, and like you said, it's our perception around it. It's it's new, it's different, but um, it's it's as I say, very doable. Yeah, and you know, women come to me and they say, "Well, you know, I don't really have a high pain tolerance. You know, would I be able to handle it?" It's this whole, "Can I handle it?" Um, because as you said, there's nothing else that we can actually compare it to. It's so different, um, and I. I remember one lady like this, young you know, young lady, first time mother, and you know it was so great to be able to give her that reassurance that everything that she knew about pain and what her experience was in the other world did not apply to childbirth. So you know, you know, if I think of myself, you know, people say, "Oh, you must have such a high pain tolerance." which is the biggest myth in the whole world. And I, I laughed to myself because I think, you know, I've always thought of myself as, you know, kind of a sensitive person. So if I can do this thing, anybody can, you know. And um, even I remember having, you know, these tiny splinters stuck in my foot and it was such a big deal or, you know, these are sort of outside of childbirth. Where, where do you ha- have anything to compare it to? You know, I remember a, mass, a masseur trying to get into some knots in, the, in my back and, and I would just jump out of my skin and he was laughing and he's saying, are you sure you had natural birth? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was really surprised because I would almost cry out in pain when he was pressing a little bit too hard. Um, a true story. So, you know, all these other examples that we try, we try to look for something that would tell us, you know, do I have what it takes? Do I have a high pain tolerance? And, and if we were to look at that, I would totally not fit the category at all. Um, and, and yet I was so able to handle it and, and there was not once where I, I needed to ask for any pain relief. Um, and, and the, the reason for that is that, you know, if you hurt yourself, you know, like last year I had an in, a, a back injury, you know, if you hurt yourself, you just get the pain, you know, um, and it's not much fun. Whereas here, you know, you get the benefit of the hormones because this is all part of nature's design. You get all the natural pain relief and the euphoria and all these other things kick in if you have the right conditions, uh, if you're calm, if you're feeling safe, you know, going back to creating the right environment, um, that, you know, it's a whole different thing. And in fact, I remember feeling like I was actually off the planet at one point. So I don't even know what happened for one portion of of my labor. But that was really cool because that's where I needed to be. It's that whole, you know, altered state of consciousness. And I think that nature is so clever in its design. And it's not like a like it's on all the time. You actually get an ebb and flow. And one of the um one of the visualizations I had was ocean waves. So I didn't like to talk about um, contractions or hurt or pain. I guess I sort of did a bit of mind games or changed the languaging around birth. Um, And, you know, that really helped me because the last thing I wanted was someone to say in the middle of labor, oh, does it hurt? 
And I just think, ugh, because if someone says, does it hurt? What do you have to do? You have to go there and focus on the pain. Whereas if everyone's saying, you know, you know, are you comfortable or can I, you know, and how they can help is kind of much more useful at that point than, and then talking about pain, hurt, contractions, which doesn't sound that nice to my ears. I like to talk about waves and, and the whole ebb and going back to the ebb and flow is that, um, Yes, there's this building up, but then there's like a release. And so you get a rest in between. And rather than seeing it like this big tidal wave that's, you know, going on top of you, you can see them as as these beautiful calm waves and you get to ride the wave. So it's that whole embracing the experience rather than resisting it. I think that's a real key. So it's our approach to, to the process that makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. And we did have a great uh, session with Ria on episode 20 about reframing pain. But I just want to get into a little bit more about the fear itself. I think um, for the listeners out there, if I'm a mum-to-be and I have got a lot of fear just about, you know, how's it all going to go and just, in, um, you know, am I going to be able to do it and all these sort of things, how will my baby be? I think um, one of the great things you mentioned is is watching videos and and having stories, and um, I would agree with that. Um, I'd love you to share also some other ideas on how do we get rid of the fear in order to have a natural mm. birth. So it's just that that impending fear that I guess grows a little bit more, like I said, the unknown um, in pregnancy rather than there's actually anything true to fear. Sure. I think there's so much mental pollution that we get uh, and it comes at us from every angle. So, you know, all the Hollywood images, you know, the media, the newspapers, there's, it, it all plays into that emergent, collective emergency mindset. Um, you know, unfortunately, we've turned this natural miracle into a medical event in our own minds and then we've kind of made it come true. So I think we need to start with monitoring our inputs and, you know, stop feeding the fear. You know, we've got to turn off the box and, and not listen to the bad news because, as you mentioned earlier, you know, a calm natural birth is not going to make the news because it's not exciting or eventful enough. So, you know, don't look to that as inspiration or information, you know, turn off the box, put away the the newspapers, um, you know, try not to sort of listen in when people start sharing their horror stories. And unfortunately, there's a lot of women and they don't mean to do it, but as soon as they spot this beautiful pregnant belly, the first thing they want to do is to share either their own, um, you know, horror story or that of someone that they know. And unfortunately, it does nothing to help. Um, and it, again, it just feeds into that fear. So, if we can just, you know, catch them, you know, right at the beginning before they get into it and say. You know, just stop them and say, you know, is it a positive story? And if there's any kind of hesitation to try to just stop them there and say, you know what, let's compare notes after the birth because then, you know, you'll get a chance to, you know, to connect and share whatever without them actually impacting on your experience. I think that's really important. It's this whole protect, this protection. So, you know, 
I think if you step into that role of of motherhood, not just from the moment you actually see your baby, but from the beginning of pregnancy and you see yourself as that protector of your mental space and your baby's home, you know, nobody has a right to disturb your peace of mind um, because this is where it all begins, isn't it? Well, and creating great that advice. It's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, creating that right environment. Um, it's like good food goes then, in and you bring your pregnant oh, and put good mental thoughts in. Absolutely. Mm. So it's a whole mind-body preparation. We've got to, you know, prepare everything, you know, have the right mindset, you know, have a healthy body as the foundation and we've got to just do everything really. It, it all goes together. It goes together. For me, you know, it, it was a very big focus on the mental space because, you know, Health-wise, I I was already doing pretty well in terms of, um, you know, nutrition and all of that. That was already happening, and I, I just kind of brought it up to the next level because I think that, you know, you do more for someone else than you would for yourself. Um, but definitely, it's a mind and body preparation game, and also having that awareness that labor is a very intricate and, and delicate process that can be easily disturbed and and knowing that, you know, kind of preparing in advance, you know, having the right support around you, um, having the, the a setting, a birth setting that really supports you where you do feel safe, where you do feel protected, um, where you feel like, you know, everyone's on your side, on your team, you're all working together. Um, and and considering something like a doula, if necessary, um, that can be really helpful as well. You know, there, there's so many things that women can do, but I think the people and the place are really, you know, number one. You know, and 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 thinking of ourselves, I guess, as a mammal, because you know, we think of ourselves as very sophisticated. We've got all these fancy gadgets and fancy clothes, and and we forget that we're actually mammals, and therefore. We need the same conditions that, you know, all the other mammals have in order to have a very flowing and, you know, easy process, you know. And when it comes to mammals, I think that, you know, we have the disadvantage that we let our head get in the way. I think we overthink things. We let stress get in the way and that stress is not our friend, um, you know, because it's inviting the wrong hormonal sort of um, structure. So we, we, we want to create that calm, you know, safe experience. And when we look at other mammals, what do they do? They always find a really dark and, you know, private place. They're not going to give birth out in the open and they're not going to do it in bright lights or with lots of noise and disturbance. And yet this is something that we do to ourselves all the time unless we can be informed and prepared up front. Um, and I think that's really important. There's a lot of people who say, oh, you know, I'll just see how I feel when I get there. But there's actually so much to know beforehand and um, certainly about what it takes to have um, to support natural birth. I think there's a lot to learn and um, and at the same time, our bodies were totally built for this. So if we can tune into our instincts and and even though our mind may not know what to do, we've got to trust that our body actually does know. So uh, to go with that. Yeah, um, I think it's all about getting out of thinking brain and getting very primal. 
Exactly, exactly. And it, interestingly, you know, other mammals, they don't let their head get in the way. They don't read the newspaper. They don't know that they even should be afraid. So they're not. And if we can kind of look at it like that, it, it sounds a bit humorous, you know, imagining like a, a sheep in the field, you know, reading a newspaper or begging for an epidural or something. It just seems odd. But, you know, it's sort of like that, that, you know, our bodies were totally built for this. And, and it turns out that being primitive is a better thing than being sophisticated when it comes to childbirth. So it's about um, getting yourself in a really relaxed, calm, supported place and, and letting it flow from there. You know, we, we want the oxytocin to flow. It's that beautiful love hormone. And we want the benefit of the endorphins. You know, a lot of my husband is a, a bit of an athlete these days. He runs marathons and um, you know, all the people who do marathons and things, they have this runner's high and they, they really love that process of, of um, you know, what can you say, when you push yourself beyond your limits and, and have that whole thing. And, and yet, how many marathon runners would just show up and say, okay, I'm ready to go now and without actually preparing or, or training or getting their mind in the right place, you know, fueling their body correctly. And, um, and it's the same with childbirth. If we sort of see it like this big, um, yes, it's a big challenge on every level. It will stretch us beyond our limits. Um, but we can approach it in a positive way and as in a, you know, this kind of, you know, rather than going, oh, you know, like it's not something to suffer but something that we can actually, um, you know, experience in a really good way. I think that's the key And, and being prepared, being prepared and not just showing up and, you know, let's see how it goes. Yeah, I think the preparation is where you get the calm and the safety feeling from is that you know, yeah, you already know. There's no one, obviously, it's not guaranteed, but you sort of know what you might be in for. Um, I'd love to hear in a, a guest quote um, from you or an affirmation that, um, yeah, that drives you or, or gives meaning to you. Sure. There's this wonderful long quote that I won't say the whole thing, but the the key part for me, um, and it's one of those back of the toilet door kind of quotes, which is so awesome and starts with, you know, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. And the one sort of part of that is really big for me, which is you're playing small doesn't serve the world. Um, and, and as we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And that's become kind of the journey of my life or the meaning of my life because, of course, it started with liberating myself from my own fear and now that's exactly what I'm doing, you know, for others. So, it, it's yeah, it's a really big quote for me. Well, Desiderata, yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, love I love it. it I love it. And I it's a, a really good reminder. on it though. That's, um, it's a little bit of male um, grammar in there. I usually put a female grammar in there just for myself. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, well, I'd also love to hear a time with us that, that you struggled maybe personally or professionally just so that um, in terms of the community of Mums the Word, we can share um, what you learned and, and how was the result. Sure. Um you know, for me, public speaking, funny enough, has not been something that I have naturally loved to do. And, um, you know, 
in school, I remember when somebody had to st- speak at the beginning of the cl- at the front of the class. I would want to just hide under my desk. You know, it was the last thing I wanted to do. I was a natural writer always, but to speak seemed like a whole different kettle of fish. So, um, one of the things that's really helped me is to focus less on myself because it's not about me and to focus more on my message and serving others because that's really what it's all about. Yeah. So we have to just get out of our own way and and just do it anyway. Now, I'm sure podcasting for me is an easier avenue than standing up in front of a crowd of thousands of people uh, speaking because it's not live and um, we're just having a conversation, aren't we? And we just hope that people will listen in. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I hear. You. And funny enough, now I find myself speaking at expos and different things and summits and all sorts of fun things. So, you know, it's funny that sometimes we have to push ourselves um, outside of our comfort zone, and that's actually one of my other favorite quotes. If I could, if I'm greedy enough to no, have a second quote, um, my other quote is: "Life begins outside of your comfort zone." And that is totally true. And I, I have had to do that continuously and I'm still doing it every day um, because people say, oh, you must really enjoy that. And sometimes, yes, and sometimes it, I can't say enjoy is the right word, but <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there are things that you need to do in order to get your message out there on a larger scale and you just do them anyway <laughs> until they become more comfortable, until they become easier. That, that's been my experience. No, I love it. And I mean, you're even at a space where now you run workshops and I know you're running one coming up, Reclaim Your Birth Power, coming up on the 11th of June at Sacred yes. Mist um, in, locally in Malvern here in Victoria. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yes, I'm, I'm very excited about that and I'll be co-hosting um, that together with a wonderful lady called um, Shivam Roshana who is the principal of the International College of Spiritual Midwifery Institute and she's also the pioneer of conscious birthing um, since the 1970s so she is just amazing. Um, we've worked together in the past and we decided to join forces again. Um, it's a three-hour workshop and um, we'll be talking about things like you know, what your doctor won't tell you about common interventions and why choosing the easy way is sometimes choosing the hard road and about more about the fear and letting go of that and and about pain pain free and even orgasmic birth if you dare to go there. And and really trusting sort of, you know, trusting in your own magnificence really. So it's just a beautiful space um with a small group of women. Um it's a really beautiful place to uh, learn to connect with other women in the same stage of life, and that in itself has enormous value because it's sort of like building the modern village. You know, mm. as a mother, yeah. after you know, childbirth is not the end; it's the beginning. Totally. And of course, as a mother, you do need the support of other women around you. So, if you can meet them while you're pregnant, then hopefully you can make strong enough connections that you can. Um, help each other down the track. So, yeah, I think that's invaluable in itself. So, that's a very exciting thing that's coming up. And, you know, 
I am actually giving away my book. I was so excited about it. I did something a bit silly and decided to give my book away to everyone who books an early bird ticket. So there you go. There's a bonus. <laughs> and I'll definitely be um, mentioning the the book in the show notes and all and all the um and all the details around that. But for our international listeners that can't uh, attend the workshop, I know you've got some amazing products at um, your website, Birth Goddess. Maybe you could tell those listeners a little bit about that or or more more about your book itself. Sure. So the book is a collection of inspiring birth stories and it's all about reclaiming your birth power and overcoming your fears in a modern world. Um, there's, a, you, know, you can hear from women from all walks of life, but what they had in common is that they felt stronger, they felt more empowered having gone through that experience. Um, than where they started and there's also an afterword by Dr. Sarah Buckley who happens to be one of my favorite people in the whole birthing world and so I was so excited when uh, she uh, agreed to support me on this project. So that's, um, you know, the afterword of the book and of course I, I do share my own experience of how I crossed that bridge from total fear to finding that peace and inner strength that I didn't even know I had. Um, and yeah, that was, that's all in there as well. So it's a very positive read. Um, beyond the book, there is also Empowering Birth magazine, which is another beautiful way to empower yourself. And um, you can also get that from the uh, Birth Goddess website. Um, there's also inspirational cards called birth goddess cards because affirmations were so, so helpful for me that I decided to create this beautiful deck of cards with positive affirmations and quotes to help a woman to prepare herself to have a positive experience. And it's a little bit like reprogramming the mind. Um, and sometimes women find that there's a couple of these cards that resonate so much they'll put them up on the um, on the on the mirror or on the back of the door or the fridge or whatever to look at them or they might even get their partner or their doula to read them out during labor to keep them sort of positive and motivated and in the right headspace. Um, and after that, you know, with a bit of prompting from my audience, I created an audio version of that. So, you know, there's one for pregnancy and one for labor. So I was having visions of women walking in the park or on the beach, which was my favorite thing to do, and and immerse themselves in these positive messages. So that is now available as well on audio form. Um, so there's, there's a few things to explore there, um, but it's all on the Birth Goddess website. Great. So, Great. yeah, hopefully all the links will be there for you. Oh, yeah, sure. And um, so, I mean, you've got a lot going on, it seems. What drives you? What gets you up in the morning to do what you do? It's all about really changing people's lives, making a difference, because um, it was such a big thing for me that I just felt like I needed to help other women to do the same thing, but in the way that makes sense for them. I'm not here to tell anyone how they should do it. I'm just there to support them to have a positive and empowering experience, whatever that means for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, and you know, all the time, you know, I, I never get sick of having these beautiful messages coming in from my readers, um, telling me how it's changed their life. That really keeps me going. Yeah. And it, it just touches me. Yeah. And also when I do expos, I love it because it's that whole face-to-face thing. And 
I will every time I do an expo, I will have at least a couple of ladies who will come up and they will just gush over the the trestle table, you know, and tell me all these amazing things that happened because they read my book and and we're in tears together. It's just beautiful. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love the messages from listeners as well. And um, some of them yeah. telling me how they thought they'd have this type of birth and now they've decided to have this type of birth. And yeah, it's, yeah, it keeps me doing these weekly as well. So I totally hear you there. I'd love to hear the best advice that you ever received. Ah, oh, the best advice. Really to you know, listen to myself, to, to listen to that inner voice really rather than, you know, all the noise that's going on outside. Yeah, and that, that's probably yeah. true for parenting as well, no doubt. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Hopefully by the, the second round you get a bit more and, and, th- and third and so on. If you keep going, you get a bit more confident in, you know, in your stance. But um, it, it comes, but eventually it comes that whole, that confidence that, you know what, I know what I'm doing and you may not agree, but that's okay. We'll, yeah. we'll agree to disagree sometimes. Totally, totally. And what about some invaluable resources that um, have been great for you, whether some websites or, or books that have been inspiring for you? Sure. Well, one of the first, you know, roses amongst the thorns, because when I was pregnant for the first time, I was so hungry for information. And I remember reading so many books that just looked very clinical and made pregnancy look like a whole bunch of symptoms and and it was just not what I wanted to see at all. Um, but one of the roses was really Dr. Dr. Sarah Buckley's book, which was Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering. And that's the reason why I actually invited her to be part of my book. And then she came along for the ride with the magazine and so on as well. So um, definitely Dr. Sarah Buckley's book. Um, what else? Um, there's so many at the moment. I'm also enjoying Rhea's book, actually, Rhea Dempsey. So that's a good read. Um, there's a lot of great books now and, um, we're so lucky. We're really, really lucky. Um, business of being born, um, face of birth. There's some really good movies that are out there. Um, what else? Yeah, this yeah, this one was a really eye opener for me, and I share that with with most people just to to see how the system really works. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you know, reading the right books and watching the right movies and attending local events, and now there's also positive birth. Um, events happening all over the world. You know, I've I've spoken at the local one here in Melbourne, but there's some beautiful events going on where you do get to, you know, ask the questions and get supported, and you know, it's just great. We, we, we're in a really good time now, and uh, and of course, there's so many resources online. Um, Belly Belly has a lot of great articles. Um, there's so many. Yeah, and even just some great Facebook pages as well. You know, That's the, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Of course, uh, as mentioned, I'll share um, uh, the website. But is there any other details of people getting in touch with you, email address that you'd wanted to share or anything else, uh, or any fairs coming up that you'll be at expos that you'll be attending besides your Yes. Workshop? 
Sure. So um, the best email is Katrina at birthgoddess.com.au. Um, and of course, birthgoddess.com.au is the, the key website that has everything. Um, and there is, for the locals, there is an Authors Expo that's coming up very soon, the Bayside Author Expo. And there's also the Caroline Springs Pregnancy Baby Expo that I'll be both speaking and exhibiting at next weekend. Um, but if if you follow me on Facebook, um, you will see everything there. Um, I'm a bit of a bit prolific on Facebook, um, so you can see lots there. So please connect with me on social media. Facebook is sort of my first home, but I am venturing out into other lands as well. So I've just started with Instagram. I'm already on Pinterest and a few others. So um, definitely and LinkedIn. So so do um, connect with me there. It is hard to keep up with everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving back and for your time. Um, it's been a wonderful message and I uh, can't wait to share it. Good luck with all the events coming up. And uh, I know we're going to see each other soon at one of the events anyway. Um, Definitely. Have a great day. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.